Welcome to Elsa's Podcasts. Our mission is one podcast, one answer to the most asked questions from law students around the world. As a part of the European Law Students Association, the University of Paris City will release various podcasts in English or in French. Today I have the pleasure to receive Atina Kiriki to talk about geopolitics, uh, international law. Indeed, we are going to talk about uh, the Kosovo. So, first of all, could you introduce yourself? Yeah, first of all, thank you very much for inviting me to this uh, podcast episode. I'm very glad to be talking to you today. Uh, my name is Atina Chirici. I was born in Pristina, Kosovo. Uh, I attended the American School of Kosovo. I'm a political science student at the University of Pristina. But now I reside in Germany and I'm studying international business at, business at ISM as well. Uh, I've become more active in international affairs involving Kosovo. I completed a research work in 2021 for the Kosovo and Serbia, Serbia dialogue using sources from the European Commission. My goals in politics are to establish an alliance with Serbia. The European Council and all the EU countries would benefit if this objective was accomplished. So as we know, Kosovo is moving toward the future in Europe. And my primary motive for going on this voyage is to serve my country as much as possible. Uh, to understand a bit more about the history of Kosovo, could you give us a historical overview of Kosovo over the past few years, uh, before its independence and after its independence? Yes, uh, I would like to start from 1974, uh, since the uh, Yugoslav constitution recognizes the autonomy status of Kosovo, given the province de facto self-government, and Yugoslav President Slobodan Milosevic serves Kosovo uh, of its autonomy and imposes Serbian administration on the territory promoting Albanian protests. Then we start of the violent breakup of Yugosla Yugoslavia, Kosovo Albanians launch a passive resistance movement, but fail to secure independence. And then we have the war with uh, from 1998, 1999, Serbia and Kosovo, and the Kosovo Liber Liberation Army um, steps up attack on Serbian authorities and Kosovo, their campage grows along with the Serbian crackdown. Then we got uh, international efforts, failed to stop the Kosovo conflict, NATO begins a real uh, bom bombardment of Serbian targets, and Yugoslav and Serbian forces respond with a campaign of ethnic against Kosovo Albanians. So following a peace agreement, Yugoslav and Serbian forces withdraw from Kosovo and UN sponsor administration takes over. So after this, uh, Kosovo finally declares independence in 2008. So to understand nowadays, uh, what is Kosovo's political government's framework? Is there a president? How does it work? <clears throat> yes, uh, the politics of Kosovo takes place in a framework of multi-party parliamentary representative democratic republic, whereby the president is the head of the state and the prime minister is the head of the government. 
So parliamentary elections are held every four years. The most recent is in 2021. So you have worked on a research paper in 2021 for the Kosovo and Serbia dialogue using sources from the European Commission. Can you explain to us the link between Serbia and Kosovo? Uh, yes, uh, I worked on a research paper for Belgrade and Pristina Dialogue in 2021. This research paper was more focused on the Washington Agreement. So uh, on September 4th of September 2020, uh, Serbia and Kosovo each committed to economic normalization. Uh, so it's called the Economic Deal, which talks centered on business and trade. But these topics were already covered by partial and uh, bilateral agreements signed under e EU. Uh, I also try to uh, tell the links, other links, which is maybe the main problem, controversial problem, uh, Serbia continued dominance over Serb population in Kosovo. So Pristina and Belgrade have been exploring ways to normalize their relations on and off since at least 2006. Uh, they compromise on several, several accepts, but not on the most critical topic. That divides them, like Kosovo independence. Serbia's continuing domination of Serbs' communities in Kosovo, uh, which is another issue for us, uh, for Kosovars, the mixture uh, of this effort and the other efforts of Belgrade's non-recognition, is a persistent irritant. So reminding them that they are still enslaved by Serbia. Today, which country has recognized the independence of Kosovo in 2008? Uh, we have been almost uh, recognized by 119 uh, countries. The first one was Afghanistan. And the last one is Israel. So with, with this one, Israel, uh, Trump said that Kosovo and Israel agreed to normalize uh, relation and establish diplomatic relations. So this is part of the Washington agreement. And Serbia committed to opening a commercial office in Jerusalem and relocating its embassy there. Uh, did Serbia recognize the independence of Kosovo and would it explain the conflict that exists today uh, between Kosovo and Serbia? Uh, no, uh, Serbia, uh, of course, didn't recognize the Kosovo as we did not. But Serbia, backed by Russia, uh, called it our de uh, declaration illegal, so or independence. Serbs living in Kosovo uh, opposed Kosovo independence as well. They soon elected their own assembly as a direct challenge to Kosovo's new constitution. So the cost of Serbian recognition is likely to be a slew for a foreign assistance, increased autonomy of, for Kosovo Serbs, or a territor territorial swap, or even a mix of the later two alternatives. What are the challenges regarding this question of creating a dialogue between Serbia and the Kosovo? You have already <coughs> talked about it. Yeah. Today, but could you give us more details if you can? 
the Kosovo and Serbia dialogue, as I said, is one of the key process for advancing Kosovo and Serbia on their path towards of the European Union membership. In the annual report of the European Commission on Kosovo progress on its path towards in the EU membership and normalization of relation with Serbia, uh, which has given a special importance. Uh, in almost all progress reports since the beginning of the political dialogue, it is clearly stated that the progress towards the normalization of relations remain essential uh, of the advance advancement of their European path uh, for both Serbia and Kosovo. Today, you are certain that the European Council and all the EU countries would benefit if uh, this objective of creating a dialogue between Serbia and the Kosovo was accomplished. How, why and how would it benefit the EU and the European Council? Uh, Kosovo is promised advancement on its path to the European Union if objective uh, circumstances allow. But underlining the, the full normalization of relation between Kosovo and Serbia is a necessity for both countries, like for their advancement for the European path in the strategy. Uh, so the EU requires that the dialogue between Kosovo and Serbia should be concluded with a legally binding agreement, uh, which would solve the open issues between the two countries, including the demarcation of the border, as well as a mutual non-interference in the international arena. However, uh, this despite the fact that this strategy, uh, the EU underlines that following uh, the conclusion of the dialogue with Serbia, but Kosovo will benefit on its European path. At no point, it is not specified how and what this ben benefit will be. What is today's relationship between the Kosovo and the EU? Uh, the European Union has played a leading role in the international effort to build a new future for Kosovo since 1999. Uh, Kosovo has a clear European perspective as a part of the wider Western Balkans region. The European Union office in Kosovo plays um, a very strong role in uh, implementing the EU agenda in the territory, like uh, especially the promotion of European norms. Uh, this office ensures permanent political and technical dialogue between Kosovo and the EU institution. Uh, also, the EU is active in Kosovo through its special representative, which offers advice and support to the government of Kosovo, coordinates the EU presence and promotes human rights and fundamental freedoms. So, namely, did the Kosovo apply for membership uh, to the European Council? Uh, not yet, uh, but okay, we... I, I thought you did. Uh, we are prepared for that. Uh, we are going through the procedure. Uh, our Minister of International Affairs, Ms. Garvala, she is already going through the procedure and she has noticed that um, we are going to apply, but it is a long procedure and we are through that, but still yet. I mean, uh, still we didn't apply, but we are in that way. Uh, for the EU, uh, when did you apply for membership? Uh, when for in the 
Well, in 2008, uh, when Kosovo declared its independence, or later on? No, uh, actually, uh, this uh, we started with the procedures uh, since this year, not in 2000, okay. not in 2028. Uh, since 2008, uh, what has been the relationship between the European Council and the Kosovo? Yeah, uh, the Council of Europe has been supporting Kosovo towards the advancement of its reform agenda through cooperation uh, activities since 1999. Uh, in full compliance with the United Nations Security Council, Council Resolution uh, 1244. So the Council of Europe office in Pristina holds a key role in the implementation of the cooperation activities uh, by facilitating the delivery of support uh, programs assisting key institution in the process of democratic reforms and actively coordinating efforts. So with all relevant local and international actors in the field. So uh, they are actually doing their mission. To finish uh, with this episode, uh, personally, how would you like to contribute to those various challenges and all that we didn't talk about that but that exists and that need to be tackled. Yeah, uh, I would like my country to have stability in this area. I'm ready as every other citizen of the Republic of Kosovo to contribute to the peace and of the country to reach a successful result without bringing back the pain and the suffering of the past. Since we all know Kosovo have gone through inhuman things, uh, such as massacres, genocide, rape, etc., during the war with the Serbia. So, as a political science student, I would like to give my contribution to international relation field, like especially in the Kosovo and Serbia dialogues. It's uh, we have to normalize everything and to go with a result, like ending this conflict. Uh, but. I want to mention one more time, without bringing back the pain and the suffering of the past, because, you know, it's hard for our side. Thank you very much for joining us in this podcast episode. It is the end. Uh, it was very interesting as we in France, for example, uh, we are not always aware of what what's going on in the thousand eastern of Europe. And it's always interesting to know a bit more and to understand yeah. more bit. So thank you very much. Thank you too. Uh, it was my pleasure, definitely. Thank you very much. You're welcome.